WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. This is the Firefly Funhouse, and I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, aka the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are. And it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night can now experience the magical art of puppetry. What the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. everyone welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to our friends over at mbg films check them out youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com wildtalkradio.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you're on twitch and you happen to have a prime gaming sub available well, you can use it here for free for 30 days all you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free or reap subscribe it is that simple you can also subscribe the regular way Follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer, slash co-host, slash handyman, Sir Rockin'. Oh boy, do we have some opinions going on in chat tonight. Chat <laughs> is active tonight. My chat, goodness. chat. We're, let's talk, we're going to talk all about it. We'll start there, because we might as well start there. But tweet us at WildTalkRadio, at RecordRadio, at Lindsay Ward. Come to WildTalkRadio.com, RecordRadioShow.com. Or twitch.tv slash WGI, where it's the most active chat right now because there's opinions about who won men's money in the bank because this is money in the rack. All right. 
right, let's just, let's talk about it because chat's talking about it. So your closer tonight was the men's money in the bank match. Um, the women opened, the men closed, and in WWE fashion, they decided to up the stakes. And instead of having seven competitors, they made it an even eight by adding Austin Theory to the match. Yes. Um, which some people had some opinions on. Your original participants in the match were Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Alma, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and Madcap Moss. Um, you then threw Theory into that mix as well. Which, by the way, Matt Riddle for doing an entire ladder match in bare feet. That did not <laughs> feel good. I know that did not feel good. So props to him for doing that. Big props. Um, this was a really good match. There were some very scary moments in this match. I feel like though, like at, towards the end, where Seth landed on his shoulder, like, ooh, Sammy on the ladder, almost through the table as they like pivot, pivot, splat. Six yeah. people just dropped him on through a table. All in all, it was a really good ladder match. I I enjoyed this, and what was nice about this match, and we talked about this on Thursday, was this was a hard match to pick because you're kind of looking at everybody and you're like, well who are you going to point at Roman, right? Because that's the whole point of this is you're basically going to determine Roman's potential next challenger. And it's like you have a lot of really good candidates in there, but it's all been done before. Essentially, the only kind of outsider was Matt Cat Moss, and he hadn't been named at the time that we did the pick because originally it was supposed to be Kevin versus Riddle. Uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, thank you. And to determine who was going to go into the match, and Kevin is mysteriously injured and cannot compete. And so on Friday, they did the match, I think, between Ezekiel and Madcap, and Madcap ended up, ended up winning. Yeah. Um, or at least ended up in the Battle Royale, which he then won. Yeah. Um. So, and then, honestly, I would be okay with Madcap. I'd be curious to see what they do with it. But the, the biggest thing about this match is, obviously, you have to crown somebody that can be a thorn in Roman Reigns' side because the men are not going to cash in tonight. Roman's not there. No. You, your first available opportunity will be whatever show Roman shows up at next, which is probably SmackDown between now and SummerSlam. Just, you know, I know that's obvious, but just to throw that out there for people that may not think that. And Rowan's on one Raw, so there is a Raw. There is a Raw. Um, But this was a good match. I thought this was fantastic. It had great action. I like Sami Zayn hiding behind the ring post in the beginning. We all saw you, Sami. You, you you weren't camouflaged. We all knew you were there. But good try. hilarious. It's, it's great, though. But I want to address some comments in the chat. My man's mentions, yeah, but here's the thing. He's done nothing compared to what others have and nothing to show for it. He's all, he all know Vince sees him as Rhea, as the new, as the new scene, I guess. So I'm push, so is pushing him to the moon. But that's what you're supposed to do with new people. But he's also done things though. He was in, the, he interacted, he was high up on the card at WrestleMania. He had a great run in NXT with the, with the Garganos and, and the way. It's not like they haven't been featuring him on the product. He was just U.S. champion. So compared to other people in the roster, okay, you look at Sami Zayn. What has Sami Zayn in, on the main roster done in terms of things? He's been Intercontinental Champion, right? A couple times? But nothing mm-hmm. like... I think a tag champion too. Was, I don't, was he? I don't know. But he I think he was with a, Kevin like once. No, that would have been a bigger deal if Kevin and Sammy won the belts. I don't think they ever were. But the point is, he he was Intercontinental Champion, and he's he's was he tag champs with who? Was with Kevin? Swear- paying the dues. What? Okay. What's the the idea of paying the dues? You gotta be. You have to accomplish things in your career. You have to be given opportunities. 
he's being given an opportunity. Like, you have to get there at some point. You can't just wait, what, waiting another year, and then he hasn't done nothing for a year, but then give him the money bank? What does that actually do? It does nothing. You have, they're pushing him. You can clearly see he's in the middle of a push. This is what you do with it. Good or bad, it's what you do. Rollins winning, Drew winning. Would have been good, but been good. it would have been expected. It's expected, yeah, exactly. It's expected. Drew's going to get his match in, in September. He doesn't need the briefcase. Rollins would have been great, but he's won it before. We all want new things. And that was kind of the theme for both Money in the Bank matches. They did the expected but the unexpected in a lot of ways with both matches. By adding Theory to the mix, and I was talking to Rock about this before we went on the air real quick. One of the things that we said on Thursday night was what what do you do with Austin Theory and what do you do with Bobby Lashley? Which I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there now. We'll talk about the match, but Bobby Lashley beat Austin Theory for the U.S title yeah so he lost the title tonight so it's like okay what's next realistically for austin theory there's nothing on the horizon for him they just put something on the horizon for him and i am not against this choice do i think that there are other qualified people that could have won this yes Sami Zayn. I think he would be a good Money in the Bank holder, but ultimately, I don't think it would be necessarily a memorable one. For anybody else in that match, it would be probably the same thing. It would be good, but I don't know how memorable it would be. We're all going to remember Austin Theory winning the Money in the Bank a week from now. That's the thing. That's what they're going for. They're going somebody who it will be a memorable one run. Well, what we're seeing right now is the making of a star. The they're attempt, making the attempt, the attempt, at, the attempt yeah. at one. But they're trying to make him into something. Okay, can I can I interrupt really quick? Yes. The idea. So the the thought process theory hasn't paid his dues. That was the original statement, right? I uh, yes, I guess. Has live? I would say live has more than. No, they both they both were in developmental. They both worked their way up. But live's been on the main roster longer. I would say. But okay, okay, all right, no. I'm going to argue this with you because I would say that Liv has technically, if you want to go down this road, done more in quotations than what Theory has because Liv has had multiple championship opportunities. She's been in multiple tag teams. I think she might have been a tag team champion at one point. I don't think so. But she's she has a few more years on the main roster under her belt than what Austin Theories does. So in that instance, if you want to go by the paying your dues theory, which to me doesn't necessarily hold water in 2022. WWE is a business. They're running this as a business. They don't, I'm just going to say it, they don't fucking care if you've paid your dues or not. They don't. They want to find people that are going to be attractions and are going to make money and are going to get people's attention. That's that's what they want. That's what they're looking for. That's why these decisions are being made the way that they're being made. That's why you put it on somebody who's in his early 20s. That's why you're doing this is to get people's attention to do exactly what's happening right now is everybody's like, holy shit, Austin Theory just won money in the bank. Yay or nay, boo. Everybody's going on the internet and talking about it. It's all over Twitter. It's in our chat. It's everywhere. This is the exact thing that they want to happen is they want people to talk about it. They want it to trend on Twitter. They want people to freak out for the positive or the negative. This is the reaction they want. Yeah, they want the this reaction. This is it. They want the reaction. But my point was, Liv has gotten opportunities, but you have to be given the opportunity. Theory's yeah. being given. He, had, he came up with 
early on with Rollins. It didn't work. They put him back. He spent another year down down in NXT. He's learned his way back, made his way back up, and they see something in him. It's like it's not a bad thing that someone's given an opportunity. He's won a championship. He was in a top tier ma- match at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, like essentially, what you're seeing right now is Austin Theory paying the dues. Yeah, that's and- it. That's what that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing you're supposed they, to. They see money in theory. Right or wrong. They're going to push him. Mm-hmm. They have the run, the runway, especially with Cody being out. And let's all be honest. Cody is likely to be out to Royal Rumble. Yeah, so that's when he should be back. They're, so they have a big pair of shoes that they have to fill because they're, they're face of their company. The man that they were planning to strap the rocket to and just let him go for the summer through WrestleMania is gone. They don't have him. So now it's we have to find somebody because Roman's carrying and Roman's not enough. Seth is carrying, but Seth is not enough. You need another name. They've tried with Bobby Lashley. They just can't get Lashley there. I And that's no disrespect to Bobby Lashley, but just for whatever reason, Bobby Lashley's just not it. So they're trying to find that next person that, again, they can strap that rocket to. They can make him a face of the company. They can have him out there. They can have people talking about him. And Austin Theory's the guy. And They've that, decided this. And that was clear when they put the belt, the U.S. belt, back on him and not put him in the world title match. That should explain but, everything about Lashley, where they don't see him at it. They went to a U.S. title, not the world title. And Bobby will get back to the world title. It's holding Bobby just on the cusp is a great plan because not everybody can be in the title matches. Bobby will be world champion again. I have little doubt of that, but right now there's just nobody for Bobby to really like interact with as a champion. He's a terrible. Wow, he's Tim. A, he's a terrible. Wow. Baby. Lashley's a terrible baby face. Also, Bret Hart mentioned, take a shot. Happy birth- um, Happy birthday, Bret. Anyway, his, I think it's his birthday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Bret Hart's birthday, but T- if it is his birthday, happy birthday, Tim. Um, Tim, is it Bret's birthday? All right, continue. Um, but that. That's what's going on is that like basically you don't have anybody for Bobby Lashley because Roman's the champion. You can't put Bobby up against Roman. You can't do that. I mean, okay? you, I mean it's you not can. gonna happen. You no, could. No, you cannot do that. I mean you no could. No one could see either man, but it would be awful. Okay? Oh yeah. It would be boring. You can't you but can't. You, but you could. <laughs> you could, but you really can't. If you like your T V ratings, you're not gonna do it. So you have to find somebody that's going to bounce off of Roman. Again, you have Sam Sami Zayn. <laughs> Inter's corner. Intern's corner, you mean? Anyway, continue. Um you have Sami Zayn. He's a great guy, but I just don't think they see Sammy as the guy. I don't think Sammy is ever... They might toss him a title at some point, but I feel like Sammy is in a really good position where he's at. He's doing great work. Chicken shit, he's Sammy is the best Sammy right now. Him trying to suck up to the family, the bloodline, is great. Sammy Sammy doesn't need money in the bank. He's not a world title contender because that's not the role that he's in. He's he's, he's He's the guy just like Miz. He's a great upper mid-card guy. We'll put anyone over. Like, here's the thing about this. I'm fucking curious as hell what they do with this. I want to see where this goes. That's the goal. Like, it's okay. All right. So you bypassed everybody that was in this match to put this on theory. All right. Let's see what you do with this. Let's see how he works with Roman Reigns. 
Let's let's see where this goes. To interrupt Tim, it's any world title, world title they can cash in on. So he could technically go to NXT if he wants to and cash in on NXT, but I doubt he's going to do that. <laughs> I, I doubt he's going. Is that even considered? I don't know. Who knows what they consider that at this point? I don't know, but he could work. He could work his way up to that. Like it's not a. Here's the thing: it's not a question at this point of us determining who deserves what. Like because deserve is kind of moot moot because again it's a business decision it's not a it's not a wins and losses thing that matters it's not a paying your dues thing that matters like i said in wwe 2022 they don't give a shit about any of that they are interested in making money they are interested in making stars and they are interested in making austin theory it has been deemed so like Vince's attention is now solely on creative because he's been removed from running the business technically, even though he's probably still running the business behind the scenes. But Vince's Vince's view has now turned to creative and he is determined to make Austin Theory. And a feud between Austin Theory, who is backed by Vince McMahon versus Roman Reigns, who is the tribal chief, the head of the table, the guy. That's a story I'm very curious to see because what happens when when Vince McMahon gets involved and Vince McMahon loses faith in Roman Reigns and puts all of his faith in Austin Theory. And now Roman has to go up against basically the machine that is WWE and the McMahon family. Shit, are they going to turn Roman to face? Nah. Because you could you could do it. You could do this. it. But they won't. There's no need to. There's no need to, but I'm just saying. It's like you could make Roman kind of an anti-hero here where suddenly he's fighting for his life and his titles because Vince McMahon wants Austin Theory to get the titles. At and you basically redo the corporate champion. And you can. So you can also have Brock beat Roman and then Theory beat Brock. Then you're saying no, you, you, no. you can. can. You can. No, though. I can't buy that. I'm sorry. Unless Brock's like mortally wounded. I don't foresee Austin Theory being able to beat Brock. That's just a size thing for me. Any, anything is possible. I mean, just look at what we've seen tonight. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, but I don't. I like. I would rather see Theory take it off of Roman at this point than take it off of Brock because I feel like somebody needs to pin Roman. And if you're going to use that undefeated streak that Roman has and just the length of time as champion, if you're going to use that moment, use it for somebody who essentially, I'm going to say it, even though I said it's bullshit, deserves it. Brock... <laughs> Beating Taker. Um. Brock beating Taker, which I'm still bitter about. Eight um, years later. Eight years later. Brock didn't need that. Brock doesn't need to ba- break Roman's undefeated streak. Brock is Brock. He's great. I love him. But Brock doesn't need the notoriety from that. He doesn't need the the rub from beating Roman finally for the two championships. You know who could really use it? Austin Theory. You know who could really capitalize on the momentum? Austin Theory. That's the thing. Like, this yeah. is the making of a star. Oh, God. Watching it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Roman loses to Drew in, 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 in Europe. You have Theory Cash in, in the UK. Oh, God. Oh, my ri- God. The, you ri- could do it. The riots. The riots would be amazing. The big hometown hero wins in the UK, gets the belt. Bam. Theory Cash is in. Because Rowan's pissed, he goes after, lays out Drew, and just walks away, and that's when you have Theory cash in. I mean, that's booking there. That's some good booking, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think Theory holds it long enough for Cody to come back. No. Like, you basically, at this point, are, if if Cody comes back for Rumble, 
that's what six six months. So, where are they? Whenever we is July first, second, third, um, six seven months. Seven months away. I mean, you could technically have theory hold it for seven months. I don't think it's going to last that long. And I'm never a fan of the Money in the Bank holder holding it for that long because it's kind of one of those things that it's great in the beginning, but it becomes a detriment. And yeah, Rollins held it for that long, but it became kind of a detriment where it's you have the money in the bank holder and they've got it and they've got it and they've got it and they're not cashing in and they're not doing what they need to do with it and they're holding it and you forget about them and you remember them and then they're booked like shit and then they always lose and they do all the terrible things to the money in the bank holder. I really kind of like to just see them burn the money in the bank very early unless it's something that they needed. Like in the situation with Seth, they used it to make Seth because Seth ran in on Roman and Brock cashed in and won the title at Mania in the main event from Brock and basically stole it. That's what he did. You could do something very similar with Theory, but I just don't see him holding it for seven months and just to factor Cody into the mix. Because I feel like what you could do is you could take the titles off of Roman, give Roman a little break, and then Roman wins the titles back at some point, And then you have him go for Cody. Because you're going... I just can't see Roman making in another month, seven months with the titles, but he could. Realistically, it would be boring as batshit, but you could get away with it. I mean, he's, he's um, only there every other month, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's not there defending every month, it's fine. But yeah, like, I just... there's. And again, this is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing because we're sitting here talking about all the possibilities with Austin Theory. We wouldn't necessarily be having those conversations with people like Drew or Sheamus or Seth or Madcap or really anybody else in that match, right? Like the only one that we might be having those conversations about would be like someone like Riddle because Riddle posed an interesting issue with the fact that he can't go for Roman while he's champion. So does he have to hold the money in the bank until Roman's not champion anymore. And does Roman make it a year before, you know, before Riddle can cash in? Like there's those possibilities as well. Um, but with really everybody else, it would be very straightforward. It's going to be like, okay, well, Seth's going to cash in at some point. Drew's got, Drew's got the match in the UK. So he'll probably burn it there. Sheamus could burn it at some point. You know, it's just, it's like with this, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of things that could happen. And I like that. And I'm, like I said, I want to see where this goes. Do I think he's the most qualified person? Probably not. But it's, but it's, it's different. different. It's so different. It's another opportunity for another person. And that's what everyone says. Oh, it's the same people in the title matches. It's the same people getting the same pushes. They always fall back on the same three people. Well, guess what? Now they're trying to do something different. It's like, you have to be open to change at some point. You have to be open to giving people a chance. Whether it works or not, it has to be given a chance. And, yeah, and, and I mean, that's what needs to be. That's what needs to happen here. You got to give it a chance. Oh my God, he won! Great. Let's let's see where it goes. We're talking about it for thirty minutes now. What the opportunity could be? That's conversation. That's topical. That makes for an interesting moment when it does, in fact, happen. In a brand that needs interesting moments, and a brand that needs interesting people, and a brand that really needs to get people's attention. This is the way you do it right here. This is this is how you do it. And I don't I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad, but they have my attention. So, okay, well, I mean, yeah, the fear is that Vince sees him as the new Cena and he'll be the one only one getting chances at and 15 title reigns later, but that's already Roman. Roman's the new Cena. 
I mean, that's like separate. Roman's been perpetual champion for almost two years. And before that, he was champion over and over again. It's not like they haven't done the thing. It's been Brock and Roman has been your champions with a smattering of other people. Like, that's the thing. And you know what? Here's the thing. If that's what they do, that's what we, they do. We don't have any control over that. But it's it's more... Let's see if he becomes the new Cena. Because he could fall flat on his face, right? Like, they could do this, and he could fall flat on his goddamn face. We have seen it happen multiple times. Like, good lord. Sheamus. God bless him. Like, he got picked as the corporate champion, and they were pushing the hell out of Sheamus, and the fans just went, no, we want Daniel Bryan. And to this day, they cannot do a Sheamus versus Randy Morton match in WWE because the fans just crap all over it because of that. So, like, this is, again, WWE ordaining somebody saying, all right, this is our guy. Mm -hmm. We're running with this guy. We've got these other people here, and they're great, and they're fantastic, and we love him, but this is the next guy. And they're going to push him, and they're, they've got that crowd response behind him, and he could do very, very well, like, so far. I'm surprised the selfie thing has lasted as long as it has, because I didn't think it had legs. But it's still got the legs. It's still going. They've put him with Vince. He did, as we keep saying, he did WrestleMania. He got to work with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Not everybody gets to work with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee, Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Okay? Not everybody gets to do that. They put Austin Theory in that slot. That's fate. Anyway. Anyway, if you don't like it, that is certainly your opinion. You are ha you are welcome to have that. I personally, I'm not sure if I like it or dislike it. I'm curious, though. And in a brand where I haven't been curious about it since they fired goddamn Bray Wyatt. Who's returning, by the way. We all saw the vignette. He's returning, right? It's Bray Wyatt's returning, right? Oh my god, Jeff Hardy and Kurt Angle are returning to WWE based on that vignette. Actual headline. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. In a brand where I have not been interested in it, really, truly interested and had my attention grabbed since they let Bray go, I want to see where this goes. Because it's like, okay, alright, y'all did something unexpected, you pulled the trigger, let's see what you do with it. See what happens. Let's talk about that vignette. <laughs> Okay, y'all, it is not Bray. But it's Bray. It's, oh my god, it's Bray it's Wyatt. It's not Bray. Did, did you see all the spooky stuff? It's Bray. It's all spooky stuff. There's lots of people that have spooky stuff. I will fully admit it's very Bray Wyatt-esque, and I think it's intentional because it has the light bulbs, it has the religious imagery, and it has the swamp stuff, but you know what else it had in it? It had... Team 3D glasses, it had Hardy gloves, it had a gold medal, it had a Latino Heat license plate. You know who that ties back to? Not Bray Wyatt. The oh, rated, no. The rated R Superstar. It's Edge. It's, it's Edge. So it's Edge. It's 100% Edge. It's him looking back and going through his past and is making his return because he couldn't, um, you know, we didn't want to do the Judgment Day thing with the spookiness that we haven't anyway haven't seen yet because Rhea got hurt. But it's coming. It's Edge. It's 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 Edge. It's it's. Now, if he wants to continue doing the dark stuff and he wants to continue on this path that he's been on, I'm okay with it. Or this is the redemption of Edge. Like I don't want to see him go back to what he was doing before. Like I actually really liked what he was doing with Judgment Day. I just. I don't know how it's going to work from there. The Mansa had to do it because they had to reset the character. Yeah, basically they pulled him out of Judgment Day, and yeah, they're they're basically going to revamp the character again because he because they pulled him out. Try um, to, yeah, try to get people talking. If it's Bray, it's not Bray. 
number one. Because if it was Bray, I don't feel like they'd air vignettes. I just feel like they'd have him show up. But the timeline, Bray, 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 Bray. Yeah, like, he was trending on Twitter, which I feel like should get their attention. Like, people are thirsty for Bray Wyatt to come back. And, you know, y'all could just make a phone call to Wyndham and do a thing, but you're not going to do the thing. Um, But it should be noted that Wyndham did copyright a new name. Wyatt Six. So he's going to do something at some point. Some point, somewhere, sometime. Who knows? But yeah, it it was a good vignette. Like, it was a cool vignette. But it's not Bray. It's, no. All right. So can we talk about Match of the Night? Yes. Street Profits, Usos. Oh, my God. This was really good. This got a lot of time, too. Oh, my God. This was good. So good. Like, the final ten minutes of Near Falls. Oh, so good. It kind of had you sitting here wondering for a second. You're like, wait, are they actually going to do it? Like, like, I know I said no titles were changing hands on this show, but like... Well, you were wrong about that. <laughs> I was wrong about that, and I'm happy to be wrong about that. But yeah, it's like, are are they actually going to do the thing? Are they actually going to have the Bloodline l- lose the titles? And the answer was no. No, the answer was no, but ooh, they, ooh, they almost, they almost... They they definitely teased it, and I liked this. And what else I liked, even though I'm a little worried, um, is they had a little dissension between the Street Profits. Montez and uh, D'Angelo were having some... Uh, Ten- there was so- tension, because they, they just didn't get to get the job done. It's fine. Even though commentary was trying to put over Montez more than Dawkins, like, it's kind of telling where they're headed with it, because it uh, looks like they want to make Montez. So they're going to try to make Montez into a star. I'm okay with this. I think we all we're all sorry for Angelo at some point, but <laughs> like I hope they have a plan for Angelo. Like I just don't want to see him get cast to the wayside and then he eventually gets released because they decided to push Montez, which I'm on board for them pushing Montez because he is ridiculously talented. Um, so if they push him as a solo, that's great. But I hope they do have a a plan for Angelo because I think he said it in an interview that basically the Street Profits saved his career oh, they, in they WWE. Did. Look, if you remember how many different teams he went through down in NXT the first few years, he was he was struggling, and him getting with Montez kind of saved it. So it was big to do. By the way, my, my, the shoulder was up. Rematch could be. I mean that that's very possible because that that would make sense and you can go back with it. Oh, by the way, we have some breaking news of what happened. After Money in the Bank. Oh. Pat McAfee got attacked by Happy Corbin. <gasps> setting up SummerSlam. Corbin! How could you? Dastardly. So, just a little update there. McAfee attacked, to, to, so they'll probably put it on social at some point. But I'm okay with seeing the Profits and Usos again, because it was really good. When they let them go, and they give them time... They got a lot of time, too. They got a lot of time. Like, it's going to be absolutely fantastic because you have two teams who are just great at what they do. Um, I hate when they kind of rush this stuff, like when you can build the story, which they didn't really get a lot of time to build the story before. So they built the story in the match, which was just wonderful. This was a pleasure to watch. I Like you said, I would watch this again. You've seen it before, I would watch it again. Uh, we've seen it. We saw it on Raw a little bit. It was good. We saw this was really good. Yeah, they're, 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 they're on to something here with these four men because Usos really can't have a bad match right now. They really can't. They're just on fire, which is, is okay. But can I tell you about my favorite moment of the night? Hmm. It was when Ronda Rousey had the sharpshooter on Natty and did oh the Shawn Michaels pose on Bret Hart's birthday. That. In Canada Day. And, well, 
Canada Day weekend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but she did the pose with the, the shot pose with the sharpshooter. By the way, anyone in AEW, that is how you do a sharpshooter, even when you're trying to do a taunt. Bend your knees. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, when you're taught by an actual legit heart how to do a sharpshooter, you know, you learn things. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Because <laughs> Natty taught Ronda right. Oh, God. Some could say it was this was slow a little bit, because it was. But guess what? They had, they had a, a lot of nice maneuvers. They had a lot of counters. Like some of the, the the exchanges they had in the submission training um, that they had towards the end was really good from hold to hold. Like her getting her into, like she tripped her into the angle lock. It's all of it was really good. When Natty had the sharpshooter and Ronda turned into an angle lock. Oh God, that that's great work. This was a solid match. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was solid. And the crowd the crowd was had its moments in there. We'll talk about what happened afterwards, but at some point. But yeah, this was a, yeah. This was, it was kind of a clash of styles because Natty's a more traditional wrestler. She's not necessarily a brawler. Ronda's more of a brawler, but she can do chain wrestling if she needs to. And that's kind of what you had going on in the dynamic in this match is Natty's trying to take her to task and do what Natty does best, which is chain wrestling. Um, And Ronda was keeping up with her, but it just, there were a couple awkward moments in this. You also had some great work from Natty where she was doing really good stuff as a heel and like just kind of owning the moment, which I'm going to be completely honest. I was very impressed with the fact that Natty owned the moment because my biggest complaint about Natty generally is that she doesn't do that. She just doesn't live in the moment like that when she's working. It's kind of, she gets to a point and then she can't get past that there's like a hump or something that she can't get over and so it kind of falls a little flat here i didn't see a lot of that happening she was just and i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that she's just in a lot of ways being herself just turned up and that helped her quite a bit sort of get over that hurdle and really own being the bad guy in this um, i also really like natty's gear i thought it looked very nice on her um, but yeah, this was a good match. I wouldn't say it was fantastic or a five-star classic or anything like that, but this was a good match. It had a good build to it, it had a good story, and in the end, Ronda Rousey submits Natty Neidhart, sending her away, but, uh, well... We'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll, let, let's pause. Pause. We're gonna put a pin in that. We're pin that. And remind you, you use credit code RocketSoccer, Lindsay M. Ward in the Fortnite Dime Shopper Epic Gamester, hashtag Epic Partner. And if you have Amazon Prime Link, your account it's called Prime Gaming Support Channel, like clicking that purple rectangle button below the screen. Let's rewind all the tape a little bit. Just rewind. Should we go with the other title match, or we go to all the way back to the the ladder? Let Let's do the women's Money in the Bank. All right, let's talk about the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi. I hope Becky's butt is okay. Because <laughs> that looked like that hurt a lot. She did a leg drop off a ladder onto another ladder onto Asuka and she landed and she hit her butt like on the on the leg of the ladder, the rim of the ladder, whatever it's called. Basically the main support of the ladder. And that hurt. You could tell that hurt. Because she, like, landed and she's like, ow. Mm-hmm. Because it's like she smacked her, her hip, like, her hip joint and her femur and stuff. Like, she hit it right on the bone, too. So it's like, ooh, ooh, that did not feel good. You know that didn't feel good. Um, But the ladies went for it in this match. A little sloppy at times. 
but they mm-hmm. they went for it. And we were talking about that that it's like you had in terms of the ratio of people being experienced and doing the money in the bank versus not experienced. I think it was either even four to three, or, four to three experienced. Yeah, so it was like you had it, but you didn't quite have it, which, like Rock said, led to the sloppy moments. But this was good. It wasn't the best women's money in the bank match I've ever seen, but this was good. But they strapped the rocket on Liv Morgan. Which I was slightly surprised by, but in a good way. Because, you know, it's like, okay, we're doing the thing with Liv again, which we're all happy about. We're all here for. We, we talked a lot about it on Thursday, where it was like, we can see that if you're not, if you're going to do it, now's the opportunity. Because they've been, they've given her a couple of big wins. She got another win on SmackDown, which I thought, okay, they got her to win on SmackDown. That's your kiss of death. She's not winning tonight. But it's like they had given her the big title opportunities earlier in the year and late last year. And it's kind of like, okay, are they going to do the thing with Liv? And they never did. And they never pulled the trigger. And it's kind of like they cooled her off. And you just have your doubts about Liv, right? Like they just, they made you sort of doubt if she's the one. And I think in a lot of ways, some opportunities have opened up over on SmackDown where they need Liv. Mm-hmm. They need her to kind of carry because, you know, they have like Charlotte, like we were talking about it. It was like Charlotte's out. Bailey's still out. Sasha, Naomi. Sasha and Naomi. We have no idea what's going on there. Um, and in, I believe at this point it's presumed that they're probably not coming back. So you have four big names there that are gone from SmackDown. And Ronda's been carrying the division and she's been doing a good job with it. And Natty's been helping her. But like you need other names so moving Liv over to Smackdown and giving Liv really a chance to shine and giving her a spotlight and getting her out from um, Bianca and Becky and Asuka and some of the other women that are on Raw is a wonderful opportunity for her Um, and I'm really here for it like because the money the women's money in the bank was very hard to call as well because we all we both kind of sat here and we're like like Liv was a good choice. We I know we didn't pick her, but she was a, she was an option. She was a very favorite option because there's the moment for her. Like she was the big baby face moment that you could go, okay, there. And we we as we talked about, it, it was like SmackDown needed something. And you mentioned how SmackDown needed something, and we'll we'll get to why she's on SmackDown here in a minute. But we all knew SmackDown needed the the, the push, and that's why I, I kind of was leaning Raquel just because it's something new on SmackDown just another opportunity on SmackDown for someone to get a push. And, well, we're going to get one now with with Liv because she did a thing, which we'll get to, but they teased another thing with in the Bianca-Carmella match, which was a good match between the two, with, with Bianca retaining. It was a good match. Like we said, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It was there. It was a thing. It worked. Car- Carmella held her own in that match. Against Bianca. I liked Carmella's outfit. It was cool. But yeah, like Carmella, Carmella did her job very well. Um, I would like to see Carmella get another run at some point. But for the time being, Carmella did her job exceptionally well like for that, this. Yeah, she was a good placeholder. She came in. They had a solid match. They got the job done. They had they did a tease with, with her beating down Bianca after the match. And probably get a rematch on Raw or, or in the next couple of weeks. Just to, to solidify that. So that was, which was good, but they had the beat down when you go, huh, are they going to do the thing? Huh? Yeah. They did a really hard tease with it. And you're kind of sitting here like, are they doing it or are they not doing it? What's, what's going on here? What's the stitch here? So backstage, the interview live and live was like, I'm right now. I just want to, you know, celebrate and figure this out. And WrestleMania sounds like a good time. 
90 minutes later. Liv's cashing in. Liv's cashing in. Oh my god, she's cashing in. Rhonda's hurt because of the battle after the battle. And she did the thing. Which we talked about on Thursday that that could be a potential possibility of how you get the title off Rhonda is you have somebody cash in same night and after the ma- the match with Natty, Rhonda's hurt, somebody takes the opportunity and goes for Rhonda, which is, we, we did talk about it. So I'm very pleased that they did that and they did it in that way and you had Liv go for it, um, which is like, oh lord, Liv. And Rhonda got back up and slapped her in an ankle lock. And I was like, oh god, don't let her lose. Please don't have her lose. That would be tragic. Don't do that to her. Not on the same night. So, Rhonda likes Liv. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they did the thing. Because Rhonda can get the belt back. It, it's not a hard sell to get the belt back for her. But this was a good use of using star power to elevate a talent. It's amazing how that works. She's now, Liv Morgan is now your SmackDown Women's Champion. She's now the top number one or two babyface on that roster, depending on where Ronda falls, and maybe Ronda goes heel, because people think that's a good role for her at some point. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But Liv is now elevated to a better position and got her away from Becky Lynch and, and Bianca and Asuka and all that, because she just was in the middle there. Here, she has a better chance to be focused, because there's less time and less people to navigate through. So it was like, it was a great moment. It was like, crowd went crazy. Because people have been waiting for this. Yeah. We've been wanting Liv to win a title for a very, very long time, and it was a massive disappointment when, like I said earlier this year, they tried to do the thing, they didn't end up doing the thing for her, and um, she kind of fell by the wayside because they did a really good build with her between her and Becky, and it just fell through because the obvious plan was for Bianca, right? And that's just unfortunate. Liv got stuck behind Bianca and the fact that they were holding Becky for Bianca. So now it's like, here's the payback for Liv for taking those losses earlier this year and late last year is we're going to put the SmackDown Women's title on you. We're going to have you beat Ronda. Ronda's more than happy to put you over. And yeah, let you carry SmackDown. Let you do the thing for a little while. I don't know how long the reign's going to last. It could go only to SummerSlam and Ronda shows up at SummerSlam and beats her ass and takes it. But the point is, is that she's finally won the title. She's finally gotten the big one. She now has credibility attached to her name. Which I say go her. Yeah, 100%. And that's that's great. You had talkable moments coming out of this show, though. You live winning the Money in the Bank. You have Austin Theory and uh, live winning the title. And then Austin Theory winning Money in the Bank. Talkable moments for your television. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like, I will say this. I'm very pleased by the fact that they put the money in the bank on Liv Morgan and the fact that they did it for Austin Theory. It was expected because Liv was every, Liv was the favorite, essentially. It wasn't like expected that she was going to win, but she was the favorite to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then nobody saw Austin Theory coming. Like I remember sitting here when like Adam Pierce walked out and he's like, we're going to add one more person. And I said to Rock, can I change my pick? Because this is going to be your winner. And Rock said, no, you can't change your pick. Um, which I was mad about. But it is what it is. But yeah, I like... Yeah, Matt, you missed the cash-in. Um, you missed the cash-in. Yep, she cashed in on Ron and won. 
Um, but I like that they did the expected yet the unexpected on this show because it added something to, to the show. Because going into it, it's like you're like, all right, it's money in the bank. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roma's not there. Okay, yeah, all right. You know, it's, you're kind of excited, but you're not really excited. So they gave you something to be excited about coming out of the show. So, you know, when you come to Monday, even though it's 4th of July, it's like, oh, God, I got to watch Raw to see what's going to happen with Austin Theory. Or I have to watch SmackDown to see what's going to happen with Liv or Austin Theory, you know? Like, there's something to look forward to for the upcoming TV shows, which is nice. Yeah. And all the other fantastic stuff that happened on the show as well. Like, everybody did a wonderful job on the show tonight. They did a, like, I'm going to say it. I like the fact that they only have about six or seven matches on, like, a three, three and a half hour show. Because, again, it gives everything breathing room and it allows everybody to have plenty of time to showcase what they're capable of doing and the money in the banks, like everything was appropriately timed. The only thing I would say is the tag match might have been a touch long, but, but even, that's okay. But even then, because it, it worked out fine. It worked out fine, but yeah, because it's like, I didn't, and the only reason I say it was a touch long is because you're not used to tag matches getting that much time. Like we're sitting here and it's like, wow, it's still on. Damn. Like you're used to them kind of just throwing the tag teams out there, getting it over with, and then pulling them back, and then other stuff gets time. Here, this was a very well balanced, well run show. It flowed. You didn't have a lot of low spots. It was great. And I appreciate that wholeheartedly because we pretty much can remember all the big moments on the show. If you have too many matches crammed into one thing, you just tend at some point, you just forget. So, go ahead. Like, you just stop absorbing. So, so So. let's circle back. So, what did you say Thursday about title changes? There were going to be no title changes on this show because SummerSlam's in a month. We got two. Which... (laughs) That's good. And I will and that but I will say that we did say that the, the one of the women's titles could change. Yeah. But yeah, and that's the thing. It was it's okay. It's fine cuz it's likely that Liv's going to go to SummerSlam and defend against potentially Ronda or someone else. Charlotte maybe. Uh no, don't put Charlotte in the title um, picture. I'm just telling you, it could be a thing. Um no. I'm just throwing it out there. No. <laughs> you reject it. Anyway, but the unpredictability in that manner is a good thing that we had a couple title changes. On this show. Ah, real quick. Wheel went, the wheel and Jobber went one and five. The intern went two and four. Good job, right? Um, eight ball, Casey, Lindsay, Rob, Subway, and Tommy went three and three. Myself and Sheila went four and two, and so did Tim. But, um, there you go. (laughs) Yay, I went 500. Woo! So, so that, that's the housekeeping on that. So with that, I think we're done. Yeah. By the way, Jet, tomorrow, WTR Sunday Russell Talk Radio is live at 10 p.m. Eastern Miracle Review Monday Bank, and we will announce to one WTR Fantasy. Ew. What's oh wait, it? was that over? Yeah. Oh no, we have to pick again, don't we? Yep. No, I don't want to. Don't make me. Yep. No. Yep. I don't want to. You will. It's fine. Everything's fine. Who wins? We'll find out because there was a pay per view tonight and things, things happened. All could be determined by, by cashing or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Is it something stupid like it was one of the other times where it's like it's literally like a title win or some shit like that? I legit- like, no, what was it? Like an appearance point one time? I, I don't No, The last time it was the um, extra points. Oh, that's right. It was like the, the mystery wrestler or whatever. But I don't know who's won. I haven't done the point, so I'm just saying everything was close. So 
Let's see what happens. WTF Sunday at WrestleTalk Radio tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern. CB Radio returns next Saturday in this time slot, like 30 minutes from now. So, there's that. Um, Monday night, there's no post show because it's the holiday. Enjoy the holiday. Fireworks, boom. Psh. All the things. The Rack is live Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. You can check out the Rack Extra Ms. and Mrs. Reviews. Um, season 3, Episode 4 and 5 now available. So there is that. So yeah, we'll see you Thursday for the Rack. Rack Radio Show and also some media platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, on podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Just search the Rack Radio Show. It's Avon Wild Talk Radio. Facebook.com says Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime link, to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle button on the screen. You can use career code RockerStock or... Lynn's M. Ward. In the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. And buy all your Street Fighters and your, your Naruto's and, and all the things. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lensward, L-I-N-S-W-R-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lensward, where I will be streaming live tomorrow about 1 p.m. Eastern with Genshin Impact. Y'all, we went to Inazuma. We're going to go back to Inazuma. We also have some stuff to do in Leowa, but that's okay, because we're, we're doing the Inazuma stuff. We're going to go hang out with the favorite child, Toma, so you don't <laughs> want to miss that. Also, check out my YouTube, lensward.rockradioshow.com. Or just look for Lynn's Ward on the YouTube because pretty much all my content is available for your viewing pleasure there. Also, don't forget to check out our very fine sponsor, MBG Films, youtube.com slash MBG1211. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rack, Money in the Bank, Review Edition right here on WallTechRadio.com. And we will see you back on Thursday. Till then, bye! WildTalkRadio.com.